This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. But first, studies have shown the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. But it's not always easy to be thankful. That's why Pastor Rick developed the power of gratitude. It's a special interactive Bible study to help you grow your gratitude. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with the final part of a message called, When Your Setback Seems Irreversible. Job 12 verse 13 says this, True wisdom and real power belong to God. From Him, we learn how to live and also what to live for. You want to know how to live? You want to know what to live for? You're going to need God's wisdom. Where do you get that? From God. The second thing you ask God for is not just wisdom, but you ask Him for strength. First Chronicles 16, 11, there on your outline, says this. Go to the Lord for help and worship Him. Do you know that worshiping God actually relaxes you? Studies have shown it actually slows your heartbeat down, lowers your blood pressure. People who go to church, studies have shown this every week, live longer. Psalm 69 verse 32 says this, those who worship God will be encouraged. Worship makes you wiser. Worship gives you strength. Worship relaxes you from stress. Worship encourages you because you remember that God is bigger than the problem and the setback you're facing. And no TV program can offer that. So, to come back from a setback, especially one that needs to do, you need to do what David did. He he went to church, he went to worship. In Psalm 63, David says this, here I am in the place of worship, eyes open, drinking in your strength and glory. That's what you do in worship. You put your eyes on God, your problem gets smaller, God gets bigger, and you gain strength. You know, same thing happened over in Philippians chapter one in the Bible, verse 19, Paul talks about the benefit of having people pray for you in a small group. And he says this to the Philippian Christians, because you're praying for me and the spirit of Christ is helping me, I know that this trouble will bring my freedom. Circle that word freedom. What is Paul saying here? He's saying that prayer is the path back to your comeback. Prayer is the path back to your comeback. So you wanna join a small group where you've got people praying for you when you're going through tough times. Now, you know, here at Saddleback Church in our family, we pray specifically for people in pain in all of our 7,000 plus small groups. Sometimes we like to do it right here on the weekends in all of our campuses together as a large group. And I'd like to do that right now. So what I'd like everybody to do is just bow your head in all of our campuses. If you bow your head for a minute, and if you're going through a time of grief, 
or you're going through a big conflict, or you've had a big loss, or you're feeling lonely, or you're dealing with chronic pain, whatever stress you might be facing right now, a health setback, a financial setback, or any other kind of setback, I want to lead our entire Saddleback Church family in all of our four different continents to pray together for you right now. And what I wanna do as a statement of your faith with our heads bowed, no matter what campus you're at, if you are going through a major problem right now and you need prayer from your church family, I'm gonna ask you to right now to just quietly stand with your head bowed. You don't have to say anything, just quietly stand with your head bowed as our entire church family prays together for you. Now, people are standing up in all of our campuses right now. And if you're sitting next to someone who stood up just now, you might wanna just reach over and you know, pat them on the back or grab their hand and squeeze their hand just to say, we're with you, we're a family, we're in this together and we're supporting you. Let's pray together as a church family for all of our brothers and sisters who are standing right now. Heavenly Father, we don't know all the needs that are being represented by those standing, but you do. And just as you care about them, we care about them, our brothers and sisters. So thank you for creating these who are standing right now. Thank you for bringing them to be a part of our church family. We ask for the things that, that Job asked for. We're asking you to give these people wisdom in their situations. Give them strength in their setbacks. For those who are in pain right now, give them relief. For those who are having a hard time sleeping because they're worrying, help them to sleep better. Together as a church family, we pray that you would encourage the hearts of our friends and our family members who are standing right now, and we ask your blessing on them. Turn their setbacks into comebacks. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If you're facing a setback, I'll just say it this way. If you're facing a setback, you got to join with other people who are going to support you. Now, here's the fourth letter of our trust acrostic, which is the S, and that stands for surrender. Here's the fourth step. I surrender my future to God. This is exactly what Job did in his comeback. Anytime you have a loss, anytime you have a failure or setback, what paralyzes you after that is actually not grief. Grief's a good thing. What paralyzes you is fear. It's fear of the future. And sometimes when you've had a setback, people will give you the wrong advice, and that makes you even more fearful. And sometimes that wrong advice will come from friends that you've trusted, or even family members who love you can sometimes give you the wrong advice. In Job's case, he got some bad advice from his wife. And in Job chapter two, verse nine and 10, it says this, Job's wife said to Job, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Why don't you just curse God and die? Just end it. Job replies to his wife, you talk like a godless woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never accept anything bad? So in all of this, Job said nothing wrong. Now notice, Job's response to the problem, the setback in his life, 
that seems irreversible is total surrender. He says, I don't like it. I don't understand it. But God, I surrender my future to you after this major loss. In fact, he says in Job 13, 15, one of the most famous verses in the Bible where he says, even if God takes my life, I will still trust him. Though he slay me, I will trust him. That is surrender. That's surrender. No matter what happens in my life, I may not understand it, but I belong to God. And I know those things that are true, that God made me, he loves me, he has his best interest, my best interest in his heart. I know that God is in control. I know that this life is not all there is. I know there's more to life than just here and now. I know that one day I'm gonna eternally be with God in heaven. These are things that give me hope and comfort when I've lost everything. I know God is a good God and I don't understand it and it doesn't look good and it's not good and I'm in a lot of pain. But even if God allows my life to be taken, I'm still gonna trust him because I know the kind of God he is and I know what he's got planned for me in heaven. Friends, that is the ultimate expression of a mature faith. How mature is your faith? Is it like a fair weather faith that you only trust God when things are going good? Or is it a wimpy faith, like a washed out baby diaper faith? Or do you have the mature faith of a man of God or a woman of God that can handle setbacks? Or do you just flip out and flake out when things go wrong? Do you, by the way, how do you know when you've got a weak faith? Do you know what the sign of a weak faith is? One word, <laughs> worry. Worry is the warning light that your faith is weak. Matthew 6.32 in the CEV translation says this, people who don't know God are always worrying. When you have a setbacks in your life, listen, you're either gonna worry or you're gonna worship. Worry or worship. And the more you focus your life on God, the less worry you're gonna worry during, uh, the, during the setback. Now, I want you to see the fifth and final step. And uh, you've got to do this if you've had a setback that seems irreversible, okay? Here's the last way that you show your trust in God, that you're relying on him. The last T in trust is this. Well, let's re first review them. Tell God exactly how you feel, that's T. R, refuse to be bitter. U, unite with people who help me focus on God. S, surrender every detail of my future to God. And T is trust Jesus for every detail of my comeback. Trust Jesus for every detail of my comeback. You have to trust Jesus with every detail of your life for him to turn that setback into a comeback. Now, you know, some of you were around when this happened, but many of you were not. Many, many years ago, here in the Saddleback Valley, we had a devastating wildfire uh, that spread all across Saddleback Valley, and many of our members had homes that burned down. And what was puzzling is that most of those homes that burned down actually had fire-resistant roofs. So they thought that they were safe from the fiery embers. You know, when, when there's a fire going on, embers float through the sky and the winds take them. And when those embers land on the roofs, they set the roof on fire and then the house burns down. In this area, many of the roofs uh, were fire resistant and fire retardant roofs, but they still burned down. Why? Well, what happened 
is that many of those hot embers landed in the roof gutters and the roof gutters were filled with dry leaves that had not been cleaned out and had piled up and piled up and piled up for months and months and months. And those leaves ignited instantly and the fire got so hot in those uh, roof gutters that it melted those gutters on those houses and that fell down and burned the entire house down. Now really, that's a parable of life. And as your pastor who loves you and doesn't want to see your life go up in smoke, let me ask you a straightforward question. What's in the gutter of your life that's waiting for just one little spark to burn you down? What's in the gutter of your life that's waiting for just one little spark that will burn you down? On the outside, you may be look, looking like you got it all together. Like your front yard, it's perfectly manicured. You got great curb appeal in your life. Outwardly, you look great, you look successful. But in the gutter of your life, there's some stuff that's been piling up. And it may be bitterness and it may be worry and it may be loneliness or confusion or tension or guilt or fear but it's just waiting for one of those little embers to ignite and it could burn you down. Friends, you need to give what's in that gutter, in the gutter of your life, to Jesus Christ right now. And you need to ask him to clean it out. So when the fires and the storms come along, you're not vulnerable. I want you to look at what Jesus promises in John 16, 33. He says, by trusting me, you will be unshakable and assured, deeply at peace. In this world, you will continue to experience difficulties, but take heart because I have conquered the world. That's the promise of Jesus Christ, and that is the path back to your comeback. Now, this is what Job did when he lost everything. He lost his family, he lost his health, he lost all his wealth, he lost his prestige, he lost his power, his influence, but he trusted God and God engineered the greatest comeback imaginable. Look at the last verse on your outline. It's Job chapter 42, verse 10. The story ends like this. After Job prayed for his friends, why was he doing that? Because he knew God was gonna take care of him, so he's praying for his friends. After Job prayed for his friends, the Lord gave him success again. That's the comeback. In fact, the Lord restored to Job twice as much, double of everything that he had been blessed with before. That's a comeback. God doubles what he had lost in the setback, in the comeback, because God is a faithful God and Job had trusted God's goodness. Would you like to have double for your trouble? That's what happened to Job. He got double for his trouble. Well, there's only one person who can do that, Jesus Christ. So I wanna lead you in a comeback prayer. Would you bow your heads as we close together and all of our campuses and those of you watching online, just bow your head and first tell God exactly how you feel about what's going on in your life. Tell him, God, I'm, I'm sad or I'm lonely or I'm mad or I'm frustrated or I'm doubting. Tell God, I'm angry. I'm starting to get resentful. Tell God 
Whatever you're feeling right now, just do that. Be honest to God about the setback, the problems that you're facing. And with your head still bowed, I want you to now tell God that you're going to refuse to be bitter, that you're going to be better, not bitter, and that you're going to trust God for the things that you don't understand that have happened in your life. Say, God, I know that was not good, but you're good, and I'm going to trust your goodness, even in, in the bad that's happened. Just do that. Now, now tell God that you're going to get serious, and I mean really serious, about the you in trust, uniting with people who will help you focus on God. You need more worship in your life. You need more fellowship in your life. You need a small group in your life. You need to be more faithful in your attendance at worship because that's where you're going to get the wisdom and the strength and the encouragement that you need. Say, God, I haven't been faithful to you in worship. I haven't been faithful in fellowship. But I want to be, I want to unite with others. If you're not a member of Saddleback Church, we invite you to join us. Sign up for the class, next class 101, which is discovering my place in the body of Christ, in the family of God, discovering my role. We welcome you to join the membership of this church. Now, the S in trust is surrender. Say in your prayer, dear God, I surrender my future to you. I surrender my future to you. I don't know what it is, but I surrender. I'm not going to worry about it. And finally, the last T is trust. Say, Jesus, I'm going to trust you with every detail of my comeback. I trust Jesus for my comeback. I trust Jesus for my future. I trust Jesus to get me out of this mess. I'm giving every area of my life to you. Father, you hear these prayers. And I ask you to bless them and give them a sense that you have heard the prayers as they begin the next step to their comeback. In Jesus' name, amen. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We're so happy you've chosen to study along with us today. If you'd like to receive hope and encouragement every day delivered right to your inbox, then sign up for Rick's free daily devotional by going to PastorRick.com right now. Rick will be back to close out our time today. But first, did you know that experts have discovered that gratitude is the healthiest human emotion? It makes you more resistant to stress and increases your overall happiness and satisfaction. In fact, studies show the more grateful a person is, the happier they are. That's the power of gratitude. The Bible tells us to rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. So, it's clear that God wants us to develop an attitude of gratitude. But we all know it's not always easy to feel grateful. That's why Pastor Rick developed a Bible study called The Power of Gratitude. This innovative study is filled with scripture, teaching, exercises, quotes, prayers, and journal pages. As you go through the study, you'll discover the many and often unique things you have to be grateful for every day. You'll develop the lifelong habit of expressing gratitude to God, a habit that leads to true happiness and satisfaction. We'll send you Pastor Rick's Power of Gratitude Bible Study to say thanks when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take God's Word to people around the world. 
Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Here's Pastor Rick with a closing thought. Jesus told his disciples that they should live their lives according to five specific purposes. He said, you've got to love God with all your heart. That's worship. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's ministry. That's called the great commandment. And then Jesus said, go make disciples. That's evangelism. Baptize them into the family of God. That's fellowship, a sign of fellowship. And then he said, teach them to obey everything I've taught you. That's discipleship. And we call that the great commission. We believe at Daily Hope that a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will produce a great Christian, a great church, a great company, a great community. You know, I started Daily Hope so I could spread the good news about Jesus, not just across America, but all around the world. And we want people to know that God's word is filled with hope and truth. And the power that we need to follow him every day is available to every single one. You know as well as I do that the word of God changes lives. It's alive, it's active, and it breathes new life and new love into all of our lives. So wherever you listen to this, whether you listen on the website, whether you listen on a radio station, or whether you listen through a podcast, you're a part of the Daily Hope family, and I need your help. We could not do this without your support. Now, you know I don't take any funds from this broadcast. We don't have any giant million-dollar donor who's giving big gifts to this. It comes from daily donations from listeners like you. We're 100% listener-funded. Would you continue to pray for this broadcast, and would you continue to support us? And let write to me. Let, let me hear from you. I absolutely love reading the stories that are sent to me. So write me, pray for me, and support this ministry. And God will bless it, and God will bless you, and we'll get to heaven, and we'll thank God for all the people going to be in heaven because you cared. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.